Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Minnesota Wild Edition. And we are joined by, I just learned, noted Flyers fan, Ryan Quigley, who is the site manager over at Hockey Wilderness. It's Ryan, me. how are you? It's me. I'm doing great, Kelly. Thank you for having me on. This is by no means at all a conflict of interest. So, uh, no, this is exciting. Oh. I'm happy to be on with you. Yeah, this is great. I can't wait till we get to the game prediction portion of this when your heart is going to be torn into two pieces when you try to figure out, do you go with your professional responsibilities or do you go with your heart? Who can say? So I never, it's kind of weird. I almost always prefer to not pick the team that I'm covering just because it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't want to be biased or whatever. But like, this is going to be an interesting one because like, I kind of have connections to both teams. So um, I guess this will be a truly authentic prediction. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I Yeah, I always forget that people who um, are actual professionals like to not be fans. I, of course, am not an actual professional, so I just right. cheer for the Flyers. But... I like to tell myself I'm a professional, but then I remember who I am, and I'm just like, what am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, I'll, I'll try and keep it nice and uh, a realistic, realistic prediction here. I'll try and keep it at my the best I can do. All right. Let's get into it then. So the first thing that I wanted to talk to you about is kind of like, I don't know, like the biggest news going on with the Wild right now, and that is the injury bug that seems to have bitten you guys. You're without Miku Koivu, Jared Spurgeon. Um, Who else is hurt? The goal? Well, Dubnik's out on a family thing. Right. He's having, that's a whole different, yeah. Yeah. So how has it been going since you've lost a lot of these guys? I think Spurgeon kind of just went out, didn't he? He just went out. So it's actually it's actually kind of a, the, the wild caught a break here for a second, because at first he left the game. I believe he took a uh, um, Alexander Barkov wrister to the hand, which obviously sounds awesome. Sounds like a really fun thing. And um, <laughs> so goes off the ice. He's out for the game. And uh, report came out after the game from Michael Russo of The Athletic. And he mm-hmm. says, yeah, it's sources telling me that he's going to be out four to six weeks. Because apparently it sounded like the kind of uh, hand break that doesn't allow you to like grip at all. So it sounded really bad at first, but then the next day they did more evaluating and basically they decided, oh no, he's he'll be all right in about two weeks. So hmm. they dealt the bullet big time. Um, so I mean, they've only played a couple games without both of them. Um, mm-hmm. They beat Tampa which is great. That's, I mean, I know they're kind of underachieving this season, but it's still the light. They're still, gonna, yeah, they're still good. Yeah. yeah. So um, they beat them and they beat them in a pretty kind of handily, honestly. I mean, they, they played pretty well that game and then uh, they lost to Carolina, but I'm not putting too, too much stock into that one because it was the last game of their road trip. They were tired and Carolina is just a damn good team. So there, yeah. yeah. So I'm not too, too, too worried about it, but I mean, this will really be, <laughs> So we're recording this a little before the Flyers game. The Wild actually play tonight against mm-hmm. the Anaheim Ducks. This will be the true preview to see how are they going to do without them in the lineup, I think. And so if they perform well, then I think, you know, they could kind of carry it on for a little while. Yeah, so I read that one of the guys that looks poised to step up in the absence of those two is Ryan Donato. Um, and like you said, it's only been a couple of games and you've got a couple more before the Flyers. But how do you expect him to do? Yeah, so Ryan Donato's had such a strange season. Really, he kind of embodies the entire Minnesota Wild 2019-20 season, frankly. He uh, started off real slow, just like the Wild did. 
And he's been catching up a little bit. He's been scoring here and there. You know, he had a nice little point streak not too long ago. So um, I feel like a lot of people are expecting some big things from him coming from Boston just because, you know, he's a young player. He's got a lot of he's got plenty of skill. There's no doubting that whatsoever. He's got tons of skill. He's got some good, um, you know, puck handling skills. And he's he seems to have a decent IQ, but um, he just hasn't quite looked totally comfortable in Minnesota yet. So um, I don't know. I'm thinking he should be able to step into maybe a first or I don't know if he's going to be playing first or second line quite yet. We'll probably find that out after the game tonight in Anaheim. But um, if he's playing in a top six role, he has the skill to be able to succeed. It really just comes down to whether or not he has the confidence to do it yet. Because frankly, right now, I'm not sure he's feeling too great about his game just because he hasn't been getting on the score sheet as consistently as he'd like to. So recently, the Wild have been on kind of a bit of a tear points wise. Um, A lot of wins in the past like what, 11, 10, 11 games? Yeah, they had an 11 game point streak out of pretty much nowhere. So that was yeah, what is, what's been the main driver behind that? Um, I think a lot of it, this is kind of a cheap answer, but I feel like a lot of it does have to do with goaltending. I feel like most people, when they're asked that question, they say goaltending, but um, Al Stalock really has been pretty good. Um, he's kind of come in and he's, you know, he's not putting up Vesna numbers or anything like that. I don't mm-hmm. think anyone's expecting him to be winning any Vesnas anytime soon, but he's been playing solid, steady hockey for the wild over the last, however, month, I'll say the last month really is when I think the streak started. So, um, no, he's been pretty well, he's been playing well. And then they have a uh, young goalie coming up, um, named, uh, Capo. Capo. Yeah. It's almost exactly Capo Caco and it's infuriating but uh no there's, <laughs> there's 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 double and so he's coming up and uh he started two games and he won both and in his last start he actually set the uh franchise record for most saves in a game by a rookie um so that's pretty cool and then that's he cool. tried to go he tried to pull a hex doll and he tried <laughs> to score a goal and he he missed by like legit like three feet so that was really unfortunate but um no he's i mean both of them have teamed up and they've been forming a nice little tandem here in uh dubnik's absence obviously it's really not awesome circumstances that they have to you know form this tandem um just because the health of dubnik and his his um you know is what's going on in his personal life it's really Mm -hmm. uh difficult for him but um Stalock and uh coppin and kakinen have really come in and you know they've played well so i feel like that's a huge portion of it and then i think a little you could also point to some increased confidence on the team i think zach parisi's finally looking like himself again he's hitting the net a lot more consistently than he was in the first month of the season um and then you have just some of the younger players you have i don't know if you've heard this yet but there's actually a line on the uh, wild called the geek squad and it's I not know it, it's greenway <laughs> erickson and cunnan and so the three of them formed the Geek Squad, the Geek Squad and uh, they've been awesome. They've been a really fun, dynamic kids line, basically, for the Wild. And so um, I think that formation has kind of invigorated the team a little bit. And the, the veterans are stepping up and everyone's just kind of finding the net now. So maybe it's luck. Maybe it's confidence. It's hard to say exactly which. But really, they're just starting to score goals and they're starting to get some competent goaltending. And that's been it's been huge for them. So I want to talk a little bit about scoring. Um, 
when I pulled up the stats page for the Wild, because I am a horrible hockey fan who pays zero attention to the Western Conference during the regular <laughs> season. It's like a disease. Every time I do this, I'm like, God, Kelly, would you just pay like some attention to the Western Conference? But anyway, I didn't realize that Jason Zucker was your leading scorer. Um, 21 points so far in the season. Last season, he had 42 points total. And we're only 30 games in so far. So is this more than you expected to see out of him? Or did you see this coming? So, all right. So this is my first year covering the Wild. And honestly, going in, I was kind of expecting Zucker to be one of the top point getters for the team. Just because he has a pretty solid, you know, Mm -hmm. track record. And he's always been a 40, uh, sometimes 50 point dude. Um, But the more I've been like, you know in you know inside these wild circles and getting to know the fans and stuff like that uh it seems like a lot of people kind of hate jason zucker (laughs) (laughs) it's really strange because he's like one of the top like point producers on the team but like if you ever so i guess this is a justified reason to be a little i guess annoyed with him is he really has a hard time burying high danger scoring chances and it's it's really uncanny i don't know what it is Maybe it's just, I don't know, there's some sort of thing with him where he just has a hard time scoring on those grade A opportunities. And so I think that drives a lot of Wild fans absolutely insane. Um, and Hold on, wait. Yeah. Would you say it drives them wild? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. It drives them wild. It's absolutely wild. You're right. No. I hate myself a little bit for doing that. But no, you know what? When I, I, first, I couldn't help myself when I first got on the Wild beat and I was just reeling them off the wild puns like left and right and then so, people started getting people. annoyed and uh so i kind of beat it out of it but uh, <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm sorry no you're good I, I appreciate it um but no like he's i feel like they're kind of driven a little wild by jason zucker's inability to score on some of these high danger chances and uh he's a great playmaker he's you know he can score sometimes but uh um, and now he is starting to score a little bit more on those opportunities. So that's good. It might just be a luck thing. There's, you know how hockey is. Yeah. There's so much luck and weird bounces and all this stuff. So, um, but no, he's he's a very good player. He, It's not at all surprising that he's up there. Um, to, to be quite frank with you, before I started this first season, I was expecting a player like Matt Dumba to kind of lead the team and score mm-hmm. just because it's a veteran team. Um, he's one of their best young stars. And so far in 30 games, he has nine points. And to be totally honest with you, he just hasn't been playing well in really any respect. Honestly, he's let's see. Uh, I got some numbers pulled up here. 43. Uh, so I don't know if this is a whole, if uh, too many people are too into numbers and all that here, but, um, but 43.48. Goals for percentage at five on five, 46.63, Corsi four. Um, just, he just hasn't been generating the offense that so many people are used to from him. And mm-hmm. that's, it's hard to tell exactly what's wrong with him. Some people might say, oh, maybe he's still, you know, suffer. he's still dealing with the after effects from the injury he suffered last season. And um, not totally sure what it is, but Jason Zucker has stepped up. Um, and some of the other forwards, the veteran guys have stepped up, stepped up a little bit in his absence. So, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Maybe, maybe Dumbo will kind of get his act together and start producing points like he was, or like we've seen him do previously. But until then, uh, yeah, Jason Zucker is kind of carrying the load there. Is there anyone who's been a pleasant surprise for you since you were expecting Zucker to do well? Oh man. Um, so this is kind of a weird answer because I went into the season expecting Kevin Fiala to be, 
a solid scoring winger mm-hmm. and started the season off as poorly as one could imagine. He he really had a tough start. And the last, I, th- I want to say the last month, right around, right around the time they started this point streak that unfortunately just ended against Carolina, um, he's been awesome. Like straight up, like legitimately good. A very, very good top six winger. And uh, he's been on the top line with, I believe it was Koivu and Parisi. And mm-hmm. um, they've been awesome. It's a shame that uh, Koivu's hurt now. So it's it's a whole thing there with, you know, chemistry and all that. But uh, Fiala's been awesome. Like if there's one player for the Flyers to kind of hone in on and say like, hey, we should probably limit this guy's opportunities. It's probably going to be Fiala. He's been nothing short of just fantastic over the last really more than a month now. He's been great. So I wanted to ask about the special teams, because as you know, as a Flyers fan, the Flyers power play right now is struggling big time. Um, And like you said, we're talking a bit early this week, but uh, they're going to roll out some new power play units in this game against the Avalanche on Wednesday. So I'm not sure what we'll see on Saturday, but um, how are the special teams looking for the wild? Are the flyers going to have any opportunity with that penalty kill to maybe get themselves going or are they playing really well? Um, I would say, I would say they have the, op- they do have the potential to be good every once in a while. I feel like their power play has been solid at points this season, but for the most part, you know, aggregate wise, I feel like they've been uh pretty aggressively average. Um, they really, really try hard not to uh, do too well on the power play because obviously no one wants that. Um, so I feel like if there's one thing that the Flyers would probably have to watch out for is the power play, just because you do have Zach Parisi there, who's a noted right. goal scorer. He's great down low around the crease. Um, and then, well, Spurgeon's going to be out, but in, I was just kind of dunking on him a little bit here, but <laughs> Matt Dumb is awesome. I mean, he hasn't been great on the power play, really, even at five on five power play, whatever it is, but he's the kind of player who, once he gets that one goal, he's a lot like, in a way, he's like Shane Gossespierre. They have a lot mm-hmm. of success. And so once he gets that one point, he starts rolling. And then from that point on, you never know. So um, he could be, despite his struggles this season, a player that could really kind of break a game open. So we'll see what he can do. Um, But their power play definitely does have the star power to be effective. So since you know both of these teams relatively well, where would you say the Flyers and the Wild kind of match up the best? Like, where do you think we're going to see the the biggest battles in this game? That is a great question. Um, I think a really interesting... A really interesting battle to me is going to be, believe it or not, the two defenses. So okay. the Wilds have constructed a pretty solid and deep blue line. And as crazy as it is, like looking back at the summer and, you know, the initial reactions to the trades for um, uh, Justin, I almost called him Ryan Braun, Justin Braun, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Niskanen. I feel like I feel like the Flyers have done a really good job building a deep blue line themselves. Now, obviously, it's not ideal that you know some you're kind of going back and forth between Gossip Bear and Haig and that whole situation. But um, man, I mean, it, it really. I'm impressed. I'm really impressed with what the Flyers have done this season. Former former Wild GM Chucky Two Trades, man, he's done. Yeah, awesome. he's been fantastic <laughs> built that, that back end over there. So. Um, we'll have to, pretty good. I feel like that's going to be a really fun. It might be a surprisingly low scoring game. I feel like mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. So and 
it depends on who's starting in goal. If Carter Hart's starting or starting, then you know we might see a lot of big saves from him. Well, not necessarily because he's just. I've I've heard you guys talk about this all the time on Broadstreet Hockey, how he's just always in the right position, so he doesn't need to make yeah. that big save, you know. But uh, I feel like I feel like if they get if the Wild get some good goaltending that day, um, that could be one of those like two one overtime games, or dare I say, shootout games. Oh no! I know the Flyers I have can't. not those this season. Yeah, somehow in December I've already reached my fill. Of shootout games, <laughs> You're I've done. Had about I'm all done. No more. Thank you. No, I don't believe <laughs> you. Okay. Um. So right now, you know, it's only December. Right now, the Wild are fourth in the Wild Card race in the West. Um. Obviously, a lot of time for that to change. They were not in the playoffs last season. Are you guys expecting them to make the playoffs this season? So this is the million dollar question that just about every single Wild fan has been asking themselves really for the last several years. Um, so last season, you're right. They didn't make the playoffs this season. If you asked me this question three, four weeks ago, I would say or I would laugh. I'd be like, you're kidding, right? There's no way they're making the playoffs just because it was only a few weeks ago that they were literally last place in the NHL. Um, and I remember writing an article basically saying like, yeah, they're going to need like a a momentous turnaround, like a St. Louis, St. Louis blues type turnaround to get this thing um, figured out. And they did it. They like actually kind of figured their game out. And so now they're, uh, they're playing some solid hockey. Uh, can they continue to play the solid hockey? That's the question. Um, we've seen them do it, but they just have a really hard time doing it consistently. Um, and I feel like the fear that a lot of wild fans have is just, God, don't just don't give us the like 18 or 17, 16 overall pick this year, because a lot yeah. of ones are pretty much on full on tank mode. They're ready to tank. They want Alexi Lafreniere. They want Quentin Byfield, like some of the top prospects in this year's draft. They're already doing their homework on and they're they're just over it. They're tired of being mm. a team. And so and this is something the Flyers have kind of dealt with over the last several years, too. And so, yeah. Um, I feel like the wild are a little bit in that same exact scenario. And so um, basically they have a lot of really bad contracts right now. A lot of older aging veterans. You got Eric Stahl. Mm -hmm. Don't know how he's doing what he he's, I believe he's actually tied with Zucker for the uh, team leading points. So, and if not, he's up there, you know Um, he's up there still playing well as a veteran, but I mean, how much longer can you do that? How much longer can Ryan Suter continue to play well? Um, how much longer can Matt Zuccarello continue to play well? Um, there's just, there are a lot of older players on this team. And I feel like the fan base is very understanding. Like, Hey guys, you know, we need to, you know, get younger. It's our window isn't that wide open. And so, yeah, I don't know if they'll be able to keep it up. Um, I guess if I had to say right now, and this probably isn't the answer that, uh, wild fans would be looking for, but I feel like they're going to be, you know, another middling team. Maybe they playoffs maybe not we'll have to see i mean i get the impulse to want to tank um especially when you can kind of see that things are on the downswing and not the upswing at some point you kind of have to commit to it but you're gonna have a tough time out tanking la and detroit (laughs) especially (laughs) detroit like it's not it's not might not be the year to try to go for detroit i don't know how i don't know what's happening they're remarkably bad it's it's almost impressive how bad it's, they are it's it's, very, it's actually funny how bad they are 
like every time I look at the standings, I'm just like, oh, okay, let's look at the, uh, you know, the Eastern Conference. And um, then they're like, it's, they're so far behind the pack that it's just like, it's honestly insane. It's amazing. I just, I just look, they have 17 points. <laughs> to put that in perspective, the conference That's- leading Washington Capitals have 49. Yeah. So. Like, I just wonder if they're <laughs> tank quite do you remember that one year where the oilers were just like yeah we're absolutely going all in on the tank thing yeah and i think they had like 49 points or something like that that's kind of what i see the the red wings doing this season and i you know i, mean, I say they're doing it on purpose so that's at least a good sign i think but i'm not even sure they are doing it on purpose ryan i think they might just be bad <laughs> they may actually just be that awful <laughs> I, I mean, what's his name? Uh, Athanasiu is like their top, like one of their yeah. top. And that's probably not uh, the ideal situation. So, but yeah, okay. no, to answer your question, I, I'm really not sure about the Wilds. I think they it could go either way, playoffs or they sneak in or they just barely miss. Really, I think that's where they stand at the moment. To take it to the other side, the Flyers are totally making the playoffs, right? Uh, the Flyers are winning the cup. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god! The Stanley Cup. You're my new best friend. I feel like I'm the <laughs> only one who like. So like I I never really say that out loud, but like in the back of my head, from time to time, if I'm watching a Flyers game and they look particularly good, I'm like, you know what? Why couldn't they? Right, right. No, like, I, and I'm not totally serious by saying that they're going to win the cup, but I'm damn good. Seventy percent. <laughs> yeah, well, for sure. They're definitely going to make the playoffs, and that yeah, is definitely. the most important thing. They're going to the playoffs. I feel like they finally have their goalie. Like, Carter Hart is just fantastic. And I honestly, going into the season, I was like, all right, what's going to happen here? I'm a little, you know, I'm just like that with all my favorite players, like on the wild. Like, Spurgeon, every game I get worried because I'm just like, oh, God, I don't want him to get hurt. And then, obviously, he gets hurt. And so, um, but, man, Carter Hart's just, he's fantastic. And this is exactly what what the Flyers needed for, God, I'm not going to try and count how many years, but my entire lifetime, right? Really, it's been a long time, and so, um, you know, it, actually, you know, what? I want to do. I want to ask you a quick trivia question. So, okay, I'm ready. Last year, the the last time the Flyers and Wild played was last season. I believe the Flyers were down like two or three goals, and they came back to win five four. Can you name? The Flyers goalie that was starting that game against the Wild. Oh, let's see. I got a one in eight chance. One in eight. <laughs> That's right. Which one of those dorks was it? Um, was it? God, who could it have been? I wonder if it was it one of the easy ones. Like, was it Brian Elliott? It, it was no. not. No. Um, I can't even name all, I can't even remember all eight goalies. I know, I was just trying to run through all eight in my head, and I think I got to five, and I was like, who are the rest of them? Right, right. Who was it? Stoltender, the goaltender. Oh, no. (laughs) He got the five. Tony Stowe. He did, he did it. I always forget about him. He's like, you know, when I go through the list, I forget, you know, I I remember McKenna, for some reason, I always remember him. Um, I remember Pickard, just because of how awful he was um and it just made me mad and like i was infuriated watching him um (laughs) and then uh for some reason stolar has always just kind of slipped through the cracks is like the last one that i forget so um but yeah so maybe uh maybe if you guys can get some of that anthony stolar's energy going into this game that you could maybe pull off a 5-4 win oh there goes my uh my computer there 
but oh, uh, no yeah no like it's it's crazy just how long it's been that they've not had a very good goalie and jesus christ and um <laughs> it, it's hard not to be happy for carter hart and really honest i, I know the flyers fan base has a reputation or whatever you got to be happy for the flyers fan base they've been suffering yeah. goalie for a long time and it's good to see they have one now yeah here's i i like you, I try not to think too hard about how good he could be for a long time because it makes me very nervous and I don't want to jinx it. I'm with you. So. Like, you know, because then it you set these expectations and then if he doesn't meet him, you know, you you start to develop these negative feelings and connotations about what his future holds and all that. So I'm just letting the kid play and, uh, you know, really for the next, uh, let's see, for the next decade, I'm going to I'm going to hope he's. Uh, yes as good as he is for the next decade i'm just gonna kind of uh you know be staring at the poster i made of him and the hippo so uh hanging did you actually make a poster of that picture so i I, not a poster but i have a printout oh my god because okay you truly are my new favorite person (laughs) (laughs) it's the it's the best photo ever man it really is so it's a pretty great player he's a good kid you know it's, it's easy to root for him Okay, so we've reached the time at which I'm going to ask you to make a prediction for this game, which you kind of did a little bit earlier, but I'm going to ask you to nail it down. Right, How do you right. think this game's going to end? Okay, um, so I'm, all right, so I'm going to make two predictions here. I'm going to make a what my heart thinks prediction and a what my head thinks prediction. Um, so my heart says Flyers win 5-2. to two. Oh, that's spicy. And like then that. my heart, or my, my head says, the wild win, four to one. Mm. The reason why is because Konechny's out, obviously. Mm-hmm. Really, really unfortunate situation there. And I just wonder, like, will their lines, I know the whole chemistry thing, like, could it, could they have a hard time generating offense while he's out? Just because they have had kind of a hard time save for that Toronto game where they just exploded for like a million goals in the last two seconds or whatever. Um, But I mean, with him out, I feel like he's been such a, you know, integral integral part of generating offense for the flyers. And and that's not to say they don't have like star for like, obviously there's Giroux, there's Voracek. um, He's the leading scorer though. Like you can't discount how bad it's going to be. It's going to have an impact, you know? And so, I wonder if that's the kind of game where the Wild do just enough to kind of sque- squeak out a couple goal lead, and then at the end the Flyers have their goalie pulled, and they just kind of get that empty netter. So um, we'll see what happens. That's the kind of game that the Flyers will need, like their their secondary scores to come out yeah. and really produce. Like Hayes, I don't have any doubts that he could perform, have a big performance that game. Um, Giroux is obviously Giroux. He's still one of the best centers in hockey, um, and then. You know, Couturier is someone that I feel like can take over a game at this point. I feel like he's kind of separated himself in terms of not not being the you know the favorite, but he's he's certainly in the uh, Selkie conversation now. So yeah, which is the great. Flyers just have so many very good players that I feel like um, could kind of I don't know they they can really fill in. They could take on the adversity with Konechny out. And that's why my heart says they could kind of get that five to two win. You know what I mean? But yeah, both ways. We'll see what happens. You just made me think of something. What's that? If you if you were Big L, 
Who would you match Couturier? Who would you at least try to match Couturier with? Which uh, line <laughs> is the toughest one? Big Al and the Ass Crew and together, yeah. and, right? Um, <laughs> I think I would have to... Honestly, I think I would put them together, and this this might actually be uh, a little counterintuitive, just because this line for the Geek Squad for the Wild, I'd probably put them against that, okay. that line just because um, I feel like they've done the best job of generating quality scoring chances. Um, they're still really young; they're they're fast, um, and I feel like Sean Couturier is the kind of player who can really kind of disrupt the entire chemistry of that line, especially them being younger players. Playing against a guy like like Sean Couturier, is, it's infuriating because he's mm-hmm. just so good and he's always in the right spot and he breaks up every... He ruins everything for opposing teams. Like, they think they have a good chance and he just comes in and destroys the whole thing. So um, I feel like that would be a good line to put them against. I feel like the Flyers' other lines are good enough that they could take... They could kind of hold the uh, stall line and uh, if Koivu's mm-hmm. back by them, the Koivu line, I feel like they could hold them in check pretty easily. Um, the line that to me is probably Minnesota's best line is the geek squad. In my, in my personal opinion, I'm sure there are some other people that would disagree, but yeah, I'd say that line. Okay. This is a sidebar. I was talking to someone doing one of these the other day and he referred to Sean Couturier as a destroyer of worlds. And that's officially his name now. It's, <laughs> I've never heard anything more perfect in my life. You know what? You've said that it's going to stick with me forever. And so, right? yeah, no, I'm never going to destroyer of worlds. <laughs> He looks, yeah, no, that that's very characteristic of his game for sure. That he big kind of goofy, toothless grin. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna say, I'm actually a little bit worried about the Flyers on this road trip, um, just because a it's a road trip. Right. Their power play has been worse on the road than it is at home, which is remarkable because it's terrible at home. Right. Um, Big Al and the ass crew are going to be shuffling things around. Um, going into tomorrow's game against the Avalanche, they have Tyler Pitlick on the top line and JVR remaining on the fourth line, which is, you know, a choice. Yeah, it's certainly a, tr- a choice. I gotta say, though, like, Pitlick's been looking all right. I mean, no, listen. the rest of them recently. So we'll I, see. I, like, I like him a lot. I yeah. think he's been quite good. However, I... He's a very, very good fourth liner. He'd probably be great on the third line. Not sure I want Tyler yeah, Pitlick. Second line, on yeah. It comes down to him and JVR. I mean, I saw someone mention this on Twitter. Maybe he's putting him there because he doesn't want, you know, JVR's not a right winger, so maybe he wants to keep yeah. him on the right wing and or on the left wing, all that stuff. But, I mean, to me, really, when it comes down to it, you got to make that work somehow. Like, yeah. in putting Pitlick on the second line instead of JVR, it's, it's definitely a choice, but... It's a choice. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Maybe We'll he, see how it goes, right? Yeah, yeah. maybe it comes... At, you never know. It could end up actually working out, which, I mean... It could. You know, that doesn't happen too often for us, so we'll see it what happens. not. <laughs> yeah, so I think a lot of it's going to be dependent on how the lines shake out without Raffle and Konechny. It's going right. to... I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm going to say... Because I, I kind of see them losing to the Avs because the Avs are kind yeah, of good. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two one Flyers in overtime. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, that yeah. sounds. Good. I like that you avoided the shootout. That's a very smart decision on your part. I need to for my sanity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take it anymore. That would be a lot of fun. And you know what? I could see that too. I'm so awful at making predictions. So I have. Oh, God. I never get them right, Ryan. Never, never. 
yeah, I have never <laughs> once gotten any prediction right in my entire life. And uh, no, I, I feel like that could very easily happen too, I, especially if both goalies play well. I mean, it could be a crapshoot. So yeah. we'll see what happens. That it's really, I'm really looking forward to this game a lot. Not only because it's just my two like favorite teams, but um, man, it's just I feel like they really do kind of kind of go up against each other pretty well. I feel like they complement each other, or well, not complement each other, but they they're it's an interesting matchup. They match up against each other well, is what it is. So um, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm stoked. Me too. So we have got the. Minnesota Wild. This is a 7 p.m. game here in Philly, I think. I should know this. Imagine right. knowing things before you do a podcast. It's a 7 p.m. game in Minnesota, which means it'll be an 8 p.m. 7 p.m., yes. Yeah. Oh, no, I've got it 7 p.m. Eastern. On the oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, you know what? It's a Saturday. It's that's, a Saturday. That's right. 6 yeah, o'clock right. for you guys. <laughs> All right, so a normal start time on a road trip, which is remarkable you never get that and i want to thank ryan for hanging out with us ryan is of course from hockey wilderness if you want to learn a little bit about chuck fletcher's old team and all of the things he did because he essentially built them um head on over to hockey wilderness and check them out they do good work there ryan thank you so much for hanging out with me this is fun of course thank you so much for having me it was a ton of fun really appreciate it kelly thank you yeah everybody enjoy the game and uh go flyers which i feel like we can both agree with which is nice go teams (laughs) everybody have fun out there right right everyone just have a good time that's all that matters all right thanks Ryan